With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Happy Memorial Day, guys and dolls. You're listening to Playtime with...
Okay, that was the song in Psalm Like You by K. Morrow. Uh, it's a French group and a French song with a little bit of English uh, mixed in there. I don't believe I was recording at the very top of the hour, so I'm going to go ahead and repeat myself. You can let me know if you heard me earlier, but you may not have. But I just avoided a big error, <laughs> so I was just letting you in on that. But, uh, yeah, happy Memorial Day, guys and dolls. You're listening to Holy Time with Sandra Radio, brought to you courtesy of Blog Talk Radio and NakedGirlsRadio.com. I'm your hostess, Sandra London, and it is Sunday, May 27, 2012. Uh, yeah, so I hope everybody's having a fantastic weekend. Um, I had a fun uh, weekend so far, kind of chilling as usual, but I also did a massive walk around the beach and the boardwalk. Uh, with Pepito and Toe, and I'm sure he had a good time. He's sleeping uh, quite peacefully right now next to me. Uh, for tonight's episode, I will be having a special guest by the name of John Reddy, a British writer and photographer that I've actually known since I was 19 years old. <laughs> so, yeah, this should, this should be pretty fun. Um, so he'll be joining me a bit later on throughout, throughout the broadcast. Uh, I will go ahead and play a song for you now, and I'll be back with music, news, um, a couple erotic stories, and a live reading of uh, one or more of uh, Charles Baudelaire, one of my absolute favorite French writers, um, uh, from a collection that he has from Les Fleurs du Mal, The Flowers of Evil. Um, But I want to go ahead and give you a song real quick. And I will talk to you again very, very soon. But let's go ahead and put on, uh, I'll do Break You by X Factor. Here you go. Can't stop, can't stop, can't stop these sorts of marshes.
That was X Factor bringing you their song, Break You. There's a lot more where that came from on NakedGirlsRadio.com. And, uh, yeah, I just heard everything's all good, so you can hear me now. I want to apologize for last week. I did the entire show uh, where somehow everything got all mixed up, so, like, all the pre-recorded stuff that was in my studio played, but everything I did, like, I read those stories, I read Charles Baudelaire, I read, like, two or three of his poems, and all sorts of commentary about the solar eclipse, yada, yada, and yet, dead space. So sorry about that, but um, I'll be sure to not let that happen again <laughs> to the best of my abilities. Anyway, first news item uh, of the evening that I wanted to share was, uh, I guess, a big congratulations to uh, Dario Franchitti, who just won his third Indy 500. So I guess this was, a, was the 96th edition of the Indianapolis 500 motor race, and he placed first, um, and I guess during the final stretches, he sort of traded the lead with Tony Kanan and Scott Dixon, but he was able to pull through uh, just like he did in 2007 and 2010. So congratulations, Dario Franchitti. Uh, second bit of news, uh, here in California, or I guess on the outskirts of California, in between California and Nevada, there was a 3.8 earthquake. Um, I don't believe there's much damage, um, but I can check and make sure if anybody wants to know. Um, and third, before uh, my next bit of either music or erotica, i got to see. But anyways, the last bit of news in this segment I'd like to share is um, happy birthday to the Golden Gate Bridge. Uh, the Golden Gate Bridge has just turned 75 today, and so in honor of uh, the bridge's birthday, a new project was launched um, to the public called the Solar Beacon. So people will actually be able to go to the Golden Gate Bridge website um, and to the Solar Beacon and you know choose. They can sign in and choose where they want the two uh, bright, bright, bright lights to shine from uh, the bridge throughout the city. Um, so that's kind of cool. Uh, and I guess. It was built in 1930, or opened in 1937 anyways, and it took four years to construct and claim the lives of 11 men and almost claimed 19 more, but they were saved by a safety net. So all in all, we have this beautiful bridge in San Francisco, and it gets to celebrate its golden oldies. So <laughs> well, let's move along. I'll give you another song here real quick and perhaps some erotica. I'll go ahead and play the song. Mm. How about... Mm-hmm. I'll play Freak Show. Yeah, I'll do that. Freak Show by Cheech Marley featuring uh, Tony Yates. Here you go. Hips and thighs, how you bouncing all around? It got me hypnotized, and you got my attention. How you strap it to the floor? Oh, I don't you like you shooting the freak? Oh, that freak show, freak show, freak show, freak show. Oh, girl, you're sliding down the floor, doing
take it from the soul, then split it to the floor. I'm hypnotized and glamorized by the shape of your thighs. Arouse and mesmerize your apple bottom just right. Let's do some rope, man. You pink it, I'm with the pipe. Mr. Beat that thing up and tell the kid it keeps the night. Even if it's hard, yeah, I don't bark, I just bite. Get, get, get it. I've been grinding all my life. You met my girl, that's She can take you for a ride. Is you crazy or just blind? You a five-star chick, a certified dime. You put on exotic shows when you vibe to my rhymes. All the ballers wanna hit you. Tell them dudes that they lie. Get real pimp, give me your body plus your mind. And we can share this line like 2010, be a
Cheech Marley featuring Tony Yates. So uh, I have a new audio erotica poem to share with you. Uh, it's uh, new and audiovisual, or I guess, well, audio and visual form, but you'll be able to hear it first. Um, it's been written, and it was on my website, com back when I was uh, blogging via WordPress. Um, but I did actually record myself reading it wearing this sexy, like, silver short dress with fishnet stockings and boots. And, yeah, if you've seen, uh, what was it, Ted, the Ted Nugent uh, striptease uh, lap dance thingy video <laughs> that I did a while back, that silver dress, yeah, it's that one. And so, yeah, but you'll be able to hear it. Uh, you'll you'll do, uh, be able to hear the poem, and it is called Captured. And so I'll be playing it for you now uh, in audio form for the first time ever. Here you go. You captured my gaze with your long brown hair. You captured my chest when I felt her stir within. She is throbbing for you now, my dear kissy, she is. She warms me, she wets me, she quivers for your cough. My tongue, well, it reminisces upon a delicious, savory, salty, sweet whisper of your lust. I swallow, but my eyes, even when you're out of sight, my eyes, they paint a picture whenever tension begins to build in my bosom, in the dark, in my car, in my dreams. I see you fucking me like no motherfucking other, and you take that shit, and you own it. It's yours. that was captured uh when i actually wrote that i was writing it like a stream of consciousness style uh while i was actually having a facebook chat (laughs) so yeah that's where it came from um and i hope you guys like that uh let me go ahead and give you another song now uh and then i'll go ahead and do one of those live readings from uh, monsieur charles baudelaire uh, one of the best French authors ever, uh, shortly after that. But I'll go ahead now and play, let's get down there, I'll play The Out Crowd by Kyle Young. Here you go. Okay, scratch that. Let's say (laughs) The Excuse by Kyle Young. Let's try that one. Here we go. Took a pill one day and I have never been. She's the same and I remain to die. The date and time was same and I one day and I. I took a pill one day and I have never been. She's the same and I remain to die. The date and time was same and I one day and I. Now whatever it takes. 
breaks, I'm gonna grace the place With the ace's face, till I make a break Go till I see the sign like ace of base When I find it, it's blinding like place some shades on my ocular Can't stop seeing spots because I was sponsored by the vodka Till I stopped popping pops for her Got a thousand offers, sir Got tired of seeing officers Now I rock binoculars Far into the future, DeLorean, Delirious Historian, hysteria, involved in the interior Watching Alice balance his life all into the mirror lost it all in there was my conscience wasn't very loved But I still go the high road Cut down the amount that I smoke Sober but simo Spontaneous I'm not blaming shit after all It's my life that's why I'm saying this Took a pill one day and I Have never been the same and I Remain to die The day to time When sane and I One day and I I took a pill one day and I Have never been the same and I Remain to die The day to time When sane and I Cut up quick up the nose Love struck tongue stuck sticks to the soul It depends on the dose Will it rip in a hole Bigger it gets Swifter than a flip of a switch Risking a load Ending is the riches and gold Then among many bumps With the internet toe The ribbons will flow Straight to where the pigeons will go In the river and a cold Then the victory's road Kicking the dough Don't enter like a bitch to the pro Take a stand like the landlord Renders a no With the handle of a damn sword Give him a show You're a candle or a lantern Give it a glow Live it a blow Bam bam Big it a low, put my best can can on rigmarole. Me and crazy go together like winter and snow. I'll eventually slow in a century though. Took a pill one day and I have never been the same and I remain to die the day to time when same and I one day and I. I took a pill one day and I can never been the same and I remain to die the day to time when same and I one day. the white moon of the idols, 
who resembles the cold bride, but the sinister and intoxicating moon suspended in the depths of a stormy night among the driven clouds. Not the discreet, peaceful moon who visits the dreams of pure men, but the moon torn from the sky, conquered and revolted, that the witches of Thessaly hardly constrained to dance upon the terrified grass. Her small brow is the habitation of a tenacious will and the love of prey. And below this in quiet face, whose mobile nostrils breathe in the unknown and the impossible, glitters with an unspeakable grace, the smile of a large mouth, white, red, and delicious. A mouth that makes one dream of the miracle of some superb flower unclosing in a volcanic gland. There are women who inspire one with the desire to woo and, get, and win them, but she makes one wish to die slowly beneath her steady gaze. That was The Desire to Paint by Monsieur Charles Baudelaire. And he's an Aries. Isn't that awesome? So am I. <laughs> Yay. Cool. So anyways, let me go ahead and give you oh, another slightly longer erotic story of mine. And then I'm going to get uh, my longtime photographer and dear, dear friend, John Reddy, on the line. And we can have this interview. But let me go ahead and give you, uh, I'll give you my Bloody Mary. Here you go. Vivian, where the fuck do you think you're going? I'm right here, Sam. What do you want from me? I haven't seen Rosemary since Friday night. Last I knew, she was with you. Oh. oh. Oh, all you could say is, oh, don't fucking keep secrets from me. What have you done with my heart? Uh, you think I have something to do with her being so suddenly MIA? Maybe I should be asking you, mister. Don't get cute with me. Cut the shit. Tell me where she is. This is no time for your silly little mind games. And why are you wearing the necklace I gave her? You really want to know? Of course I do. Fine. If you must know, I'll tell you. I found her in the bath. A leg splayed over the rim of the tub. Her red hair shaved and stubbly over her plump vaginal lips. Her other lips were bruised. A shockingly sensual shade of violet. Her fingers were clenched tightly, grasping at something unknown, but decidedly uninvited. Those eyes. I chose not to take more than a passing glance. They had obviously seen it all. But they were stuck, fixated, capturing me forevermore. 
afternoon, judging me. Why did they continue to do that? Why are they still? Shall I pluck them out? Ugh, oh, Rosemary, Rosemary, Rosemary. Even in death, she wants me. You should have seen it coming, Stone. That bitch. I just can't help the fact that I love you. That was uh, My Bloody Mary, which is a story that I wrote um, last year while I was on vacation in Montecito, California. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, alrighty, let me give a, an introduction to my guest that will be joining me on the air here on Playtime with Sandra Radio. Uh, John Reddy is his name, and he's an internationally known writer and photographer with more than four decades of experience. He covers the auto industry, motor racing, and more recently, reviewing digital cameras, computers, and web technologies. And he also is a glamour photographer. And I first met him uh, when I was uh, in college in Santa Barbara. Um, And I was about 19 years old. So good times. It's officially been a decade. (laughs) So yeah, I will go ahead and get him on the air for you. Right now, uh, let me give him a call. One moment. John, hello. Hello, John. How are you? I'm it's right. me, it's Sandra London, Playtime with Sandra Radio, Rise and Shine. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. I had a, a nice, nice long, long, long walk with my dog um, on the beach. It was fantastic. Did you do anything to celebrate Memorial Day weekend? No, not really. I just uh, oh. didn't do my usual work, hard work or anything, and so just sat around, read the newspaper, and relaxed. Oh, okay. Well, since you cover, like, motor racing and all these types of things, were you, like, watching uh, the Indy 500, whichever? Yes, I did. <laughs> I did watch the, yeah, I watched the Indy 500, and I also set my alarm at 5 o'clock this morning to watch the Monaco Grand Prix. Um, oh. I watched that lying in bed. And that that was a good race, actually. Who won that one? Uh, Mark Webber from Australia and the Red Bull. Um, and it was a good race because the... the uh, Red Bull sponsored him? Yeah, yeah. So, well, actually, the whole team is called Red Bull. Red Bull is the sponsor, but also the owner of the team. Oh. But, uh, yeah, it's pretty... You know, they've uh, won the championship the last two years. 
And, oh, geez. Uh, it was, uh, I've got a Red Bull in front of me right now. <laughs> oh, you do? That's what I yes, feel I, I should do. do. I just had a glass of wine instead, so that's the opposite. Hi. <laughs> well, you know, I do have a little bit of uh, Cabernet Sauvignon left, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait till after the show for that. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, I'd like for you to share with uh, my audience um a bit about your life and, you know, the types of things that inspired you or influenced you to become a writer and a photographer. So I guess first things first, what made you want to be a writer? Actually, I started out as a photographer. I didn't really want to be a writer. I wanted to be a photographer. And uh, I started out doing uh, well, motor racing photography and glamour photography and then got into rock and roll photography. And then after doing photography for, I don't know, four or five years, I realized that I'd have to start writing to help sell the photographs, so I became a writer as well. Okay, so then is that, were you studying photography or writing in college? Because I was doing my little my little background research, and I saw that you attended uh, the University of Leeds, and so, like, is it something totally unrelated your actual lifelong career, or were you kind of already headed that way in the first place? No, no, it was totally unrelated. I studied civil engineering and got bored with that. I got bored with all the math, and I really wanted to be a photographer, so I followed my dream instead of my official career path, I guess you could say. And uh, fortunately, everything worked out. Yeah, Yeah, no, right, right, right. And, uh, and then I'm not sure. It. Sorry, I'm not sure if you have like the show playing in the background right now, or not. I hear like a, sorry, a small, small echo. No. Sorry, what? Do you, do you have my show up right now on your like computer? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Maybe it's just me. Alrighty, moving along. Alright, so when did you first like move from the UK to the states? And did you start out in California, or did you live somewhere else first? Well, it, was a, it wasn't an overnight thing. I came here, believe it or not, it makes me sound really, really old. I came here in 1969 for the summer when I was, oh. what, 20, 20 years old, and I bummed around the country in a Greyhound bus, and I started out in New Jersey, actually, Newark, New Jersey, <gasps> where I worked for seven weeks, and then... Went across the country and ended up in Southern California and fell in love with Southern California. So decided to come back the following year, which I did, and spent five months here. And that really started my career because that's when I got into photographing uh, motor racing, and which I'd done a bit of before in England, but it really started then. Have you ever and been to, like, what is it, Willow Springs Racetrack out here? I think it's like Roseman area. That's the only, like, official, well, not official, official, but, like, racetrack type of thing I've ever been to, I think, ever. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, no, I've been yeah. there, there many times. Uh, in fact, that's the, that's the place where I've only, only the only place where I've competed in a race myself. A road really? On a circuit, yeah, yeah. I did a race there back in, oh, I don't know, about 1977, I guess, a mini race. And driving a mini, and I qualified last. I started last. I finished last, but I won <laughs> my class, so I got a trophy. 
Oh, right on. Yeah, I, I got I a big went... cheer from the crowd. Oh, hey, I would have cheered you on had I been, uh, you know, on Earth at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> right, if you'd been born. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I was, I was born a bit after that, but yeah. No, I actually, yeah, I, I, I was there for like the summer of my freshman year of college. Um, I helped out with just like the concession stand with a girlfriend of mine. So we were helping, you know, moisturize and hydrate uh, <laughs> the racers, huh. you know, the driver, the motorists out there. <laughs> but it was it was fun. But yeah, it lasted about a, about a summer, and then I don't think I've ever been back uh, since then. Although it would be fun to kind of check it out. Yeah, I've been yeah I've been there many times since, and I've test driven cars around there, but not actually competed in a race. Um, so, yeah, I've been there, oh, I mean, I, in fact, I used to go there at least once or twice a year, but I haven't actually been there for a couple of years now. Um, but, yeah, I've, I've driven around there many times, and I've gone off-roading there as well. I even took yeah. my son there to go to a school for uh, teaching teenagers to drive. Um, wow, I didn't even know they offered all that. Well, yeah. everybody yeah. listening in, if you're in California and you want to have somewhere where you might be able to do your own test drives or what private racing or right. <laughs> teaching right. yeah, teaching no. people how to drive go to willow springs <laughs> that's absolutely true you're right they have classes there for teaching to drive teaching teenagers and then they have what are called track days when you know people can bring any cars they want to race around the track yeah i think that's what i was there races. for Right. Oh, cool. Yeah. They have stuff going on almost every weekend and many days during the week. Pretty busy busy place. Well, maybe, like, the next time you plan on going, let me know so you can, like, take some pictures of me. Well, they let me go nude (laughs) on the racetrack. (laughs) I stand in the center and be like, three, two, one, go, and just feel like a flag between (laughs) my boobs. You could probably sneak a picture to in. I've done that at off-road races, but not at a road race. Okay, well, if they were all leather, then. Right. Like, yeah, as long as I'm closed, maybe I can do it. Yeah. You say yes. Okay, so I guess tell tell my uh, listeners... I guess, and me, because I'd be curious to know what your your first impression of me was when you met me at the child age of <laughs> 19. <laughs> 19, were you that young? I thought you were at least 20. You pretended Maybe. to be 20. Um, oh, well, I thought you were gorgeous, and uh, you were a good model, and I was always interested in photographing again, and then we did. We did another photo shoot, what, a year later, and then I photographed you many times since then and hopefully many more times yes i would like to do that one of my favorite models oh oh well for everybody listening in um he owns the domain glimmerphotos.com and there's some old school pictures of me on there and there's also pictures of puma suede and i was actually going through some of the other models and stuff that are on there and i think uh, Avion Baptiste is gorgeous. She's beautiful. Oh, yeah. 
I don't know how I feel to see her pictures beforehand, but I like her pictures a lot, and there's some really sexy ones of Puma Suede, so if anybody wants to check that out, just go to uh, glamourphotos.com. The one on the railroad is, like, priceless. Um, I really, really like that one. Oh, my goodness, I actually have a caller right now. Um, Let's see, maybe they want to tune in and add some some thoughts. Let's see, hold on, let's go ahead and... Hello, this is Playtime with Sandra Radio. Sandra speaking. Hello. Uh-oh. Caller, I can't hear you. Oh, la, la. <laughs> okay, well, caller, try to call back again if you can, but I can't hear you at the moment. Ooh. Ooh. All right. <laughs> yeah, I I couldn't hear them, but maybe they'll call back. Um, the guest call-in number is 858-815-2333. Uh, caller, please feel free to call again, um, and maybe we can hear you this next time around. Um, but, yeah, I have, like, plenty more questions about you and stuff I want you to share with my listeners about a lot of the rock and roll musicians you've photographed and all this kind of stuff. But I'm going to go ahead and play a song real quick. So are you fine? You can stay with me on the line here. I will. I'll yes. listen to the song. Oh, awesome. Alrighty. So I will play mm, I'll play Halfway Home uh, by Assimilation. And here we go.
was the song Halfway Home by Assimilation. More of their music is available on NakedGirlsRadio.com. All right. Mr. Sir John Retty, sir, are you still there? I am indeed. Thank Ooh. you for me, sir. Very nice. Uh, always. <laughs> nice. Okay, so before we go into talking about... Um, the rock and roll photography you've done, uh, which is pretty darn impressive. Um, I just wanted to ask you one more question about cars, <laughs> if that's okay. Okay. Okay, what's, like, the most uh, exotic car that you've ever been able to test drive, in your opinion? Well, exotic, I guess, would be the Lamborghini Aventador that I drove uh, just a couple of months ago in Santa Monica. That's a $300,000 brutish uh, sports car, which uh, looks like a Batmobile, and uh, I got to borrow it for two hours, and I borrowed it in West L.A. and drove it to a luncheon meeting I had in Santa Monica and drove it around the block a few times and took it back. <laughs> you didn't take it along PCH, Pacific Coast Highway? <laughs> uh, well, I'd like to have done, but, you know, the trouble is I couldn't. I really couldn't drive it any faster then than I could in Santa Monica. Um, the, the silly thing is, with really loud, exotic cars like that, they're just as much fun to drive at slow speed around town as they are out in the mountains because you get to hear the engine, and uh, you know you just and you get to show off. <laughs> you get yeah, to see show off right, expression exactly. on their face. Yeah, yeah. Right. that sounds. Cool. Was it like was it all black like true Batmobile style or was it like yellow? Yeah, yeah, no, it was all black. In fact, it was a matte black finish. Ooh. Really, yeah, it was really like a Batmobile. Okay, all right. Note to self and note to you: <laughs> you gotta call me when you're driving around in a Lamborghini Batmobile. Yo. Well, I did call you when I had it. Well, I did call you when I had a Ferrari, but you weren't around oh. and you couldn't meet with me. Otherwise, yeah, I'd love to take you for a ride in, in one of those cars. I just want to lay next on it. Next time. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah, you could have laid on it. Yeah. Being a mean matte black finish wouldn't have caused any scratches or anything else. Okay. Of course, you don't have so, any sharp points in your body anyway. All right, well, well, then the next time you're in L.A. and you call, be sure to note, you know, advise me of exactly what kind of car you're rolling in. <laughs> I'm gonna be I'm gonna be the the vapid uh, ex valley girl and be like, What kind of car? I came busy and washing my hair. Oh, I was the Batmobile you say. I'm suddenly free. <laughs> <laughs> well there you go. Oh, yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry I missed your call then when you were in the Ferrari. Was that red? Was it red? <laughs> oh, Ferrari has to be red, yeah. Oh nice. It was nice. red. Was it red? Was it yellow? No, it was red. It was red. Yeah. <laughs> I've already yellow one. Um, you know what? I, I did actually get to... Okay, sorry, listeners. I'm going to go to the rock and roll stuff and the glamour model stuff. Promise, promise. But I'm a little, I'm a little excited right now. Sorry. <laughs> but um, what, what do you call it? Um, I did actually get to test drive a, a yellow Corvette. Like, oh, back in... I think it was October or so, September, October, and that was awesome. It was so much fun, and it was definitely, like, 
Transformers style. I had it for like maybe a week. I didn't want to give it back. So like the the what was it? Rental. I don't remember which hertz or one of those. I'm like, I'll keep it. I'll keep it. Keep charging. Keep charging. But uh, uh, I don't know. It's kind of like, don't you feel? Or are you past being intimidated by cool cars? Um, like when they're especially extravagant, like every little possibility of a nick or a scrape just does that unnerve you or are you just like oh yeah it does does. yeah yeah yeah, you do you do have a um extra sense of responsibility and worry about that which is why i i personally like driving uh small smaller cars which are not terribly exotic but handle well and go well and you can just drive them fast and have great fun, like a Mini Cooper S or a, uh, mm. oh, I don't know, Mazda Miata, you know. V4, BMW V4. Huh? BMW V4, that's my favorite. Are oh, really? Pretty much. Okay. Yeah. 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 The, yeah. the, the gunmetal silver ones, those are awesome. Right, right. Anyway, okay, yes, yes. On to the rock and roll. Okay, so you have, like, a pretty stellar resume as far as that goes. Would you like to share with my listeners a couple of the major uh, musicians you've been able to photograph in your time as a photographer? Yeah. Yeah, no, I was very lucky. I was at, uh, as uh, Sandra said earlier on, I was at the uh, University of Leeds in England back in 1968, 69, 1970, and I got to photograph several rock and roll groups when they performed at the university and one of them happened to be The Who and it happened to be The Who Live at Leeds LP which be- has become since then one of the most popular if not famous live recordings so I was very fortunate to photograph them got to photograph them backstage and met them as well and then mm. uh, also Were they nice? They were cool? Yeah, yeah, no, they were cool and then I re-met them about five years ago and showed them the photographs I took back then and uh, Roger Daughtry in particular was really keen to see them and asked me about who the other people were in the picture and so on Um, also got to photograph Led Zeppelin, the Rolling Stones Pink Floyd, Ginger Baker's Air Force, Cream so it was was a good time all in about a six month period got to photograph all those famous British rock and roll groups all while studying civic engineering, <laughs> right? Yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and doing photography on the side for the university newspaper. And that's when I decided I wanted to become a photographer. And initially I was going to become a rock and roll photographer, but in the end I decided that photographing motor racing was more more fun than photographing rock and roll groups. Well, you can believe that. probably, because most concerts are like in the dark. <laughs> Right. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, they're in the dark, and you know, get hassled by security and so on and so forth. And, uh, and elbowed by all, all the, the crazy fans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the groupies mm-hmm. who hang on to you. I had a groupie hang on to me once because uh, I was her ticket into the concert. As soon as I got into the concert, she disappeared backstage. Ah, see, at first I was going to be like, well, how is a groupie a bad thing? And then, yeah. The end of that story. <laughs> that, that that explains it. That explains it. Cool. So have you have you ever covered um, the Monaco Grand Prix? Or yeah. 
I've been there twice, uh, way, way back in, well, actually not, well, yeah, it was way back in 1973 and 1985, twice I've been there. Um, mm -hmm. One of the ones I'd love to go back to again, because it's really exotic. You know, you get to, well, last time I went there, I got to go to a party on a, uh, on a yacht in the harbour, which is always great fun. Mm. Thing with the, uh, the posh people. Also got uh, to go on in uh, have Pompeo. you actually have you heard of um it's like this mega yacht that's in uh Marina del Rey by like a Russian owner. Uh, it's a Russian owner who owns it. I forget it's called like Serene or something like that. It's like a huge mega yacht. So have you like have you kept your eyes open for like, you know, stateside yachts you can climb aboard or <laughs> Well, yeah, I haven't I, I haven't been on one here, but there was a Russian-owned uh, mega-yacht that was here last year called A, just A, the capital A. So I don't huh. think it's not the same one that's in Marina del Rey it's not now. The yeah, i got to look that one up soon. Alrighty. Yeah, the one, okay, the so one that... So I live in Santa Barbara, and that's where I saw this one. Last year, I guess it was on its way from San Francisco down to Marina del Rey. Might be the same one. Oh, really? I have to change their names. I mean, I'm going to have to look that one, one up. one I saw yeah. was called A Yacht. <laughs> really? Huh. I gotta, I gotta, I'll look into it, and I'll let you know. And I'll, I'll post about it, uh, listeners. I'll post about it on my blog. That's cool. Alrighty. Okay, so moving along, I guess, to glamour photography. Uh, did you do that originally alongside motor racing, or did it happen a bit afterwards once you got fully established with... Uh, <laughs> well, no, actually, actually, believe it or not, glamour photography, I, that's what I started doing first of all. I was, um, I was 17, and my uh, a girl who was 17 as well, wanted to do some modeling. So I took some photographs of her in lingerie on my parents' bed when my oh. parents were away for the weekend. And uh, and then I photographed her younger sister as well, who actually went on to be a model in uh, um, Mayfair in England, which is like uh, Penthouse. Um, and so and then I photographed a... I worked as a temporary job as uh, for the post office one uh, Christmas when I was well, yes, that was when I was 17, and photographed the uh, the beauty queen, the Miss 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 Post Office Temp, I think her name was or something. Oh. But yeah, and then I photographed uh, models at university as well for, as doing okay, rock so and wait, roll and motor racing photography. Let me get this straight. Okay, so for for uh, Britain, I suppose. Um, like Miss Post Office, are they like allowed to be true glamour models or sort of like bikini models? Like, were the contestants like able to wear, it would be topless at all, or was it all like how cute they look in their postal big? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, no, it was it, it was just it was just every Christmas they had all these uh, temporary post office workers. And, uh, you know, there were probably, I don't know, 50 or so. And uh -huh. half of them were, you know, guys and half were girls. And they just had this <laughs> contest for the, the prettiest uh, girl. And she was Miss Post Office Temporary. But it wasn't even bikini. I mean, it was, you know, just a pretty portrait and a dress or whatever. 
Uh-huh. Yeah, so, so was there like a Miss Post funny. Office and a Mr. Post Office, or was it like <laughs> just the fairest of them all? Because I don't think a guy would ever win if he has to go up against the ladies. <laughs> right, right. Oh, men, men don't care. Uh, or didn't then, maybe they do now. Um, but at university, I photographed a pin-up girl. I won't say every week. There was two or three of us photographers at university who photographed a pin-up girl every week. And so that was that was in, you know, a sexy dress or a bikini, not topless. Um, I see. I did that as well at mm. university. So that's why I got into doing glamour photography when I was 17 years old. And then did it at university and have done it ever since. Mm. So what's, what's uh, the raciest shoot, uh, I guess, in Greece <laughs> that you've ever done? <laughs> <laughs> oh, or the, that would the be most, telling. the wildest concept. <laughs> wildest concept. Oh, um, well, how much can I say over the radio? How much can I say live that goes in, in uh, uh, up forever? Oh, I've done some pretty exotic shoots. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. Well, you know that. I've done some, and some of you have been in them. I know, I've, I've been in some of them. Yeah, right. I well, I I remember. Okay, one one of the one of the most memorable. I don't even know how many times I've shot with you, actually, sir. <laughs> but I remember one. It was in Vegas, and this was when both. Um, let's see, you're shooting me, and you're also shooting um, a beautiful uh, uh, black model by the name of Lavita. Um, so I remember, I remember that we didn't actually shoot together, but she came, you know, uh, to the Vegas hotel room to shoot, um, and she's super awesome. Um, but I think I had pictures taken of me, like, in the bathtub, um, and in the bathroom, um, yeah, sitting on the, yeah, this was, this was fun. I remember this one quite clearly, um. (laughs) I actually probably should get like those pictures recent so I can like showcase them on my website. But yeah, moving along. Other than that one, um, for you, what I'm still waiting for one of your stories that you can <laughs> semi semi edit. You don't have to edit too much. I did la- label this as a mature show, but I mean. We could, we have. Well, I, I, mean, I, I would hope um, that my listeners have an, have an imagination. I believe they do. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well, I've I've uh, photographed. I mean, a couple of times photographed two girls, uh, sort of getting sexy with each other and playing with each other, which is always fun. Um, once two of them got really, really sexy together, and then uh, one of them who'd never photographed with another model before, she suddenly turns to me and says. Okay, that's enough. Put the camera down. I don't want any more pictures taken. But she continued to be friendly with the other girl. That was fun to watch. (laughs) But I had to turn the camera off. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that was for your eyes only. (laughs) Nice. Alrighty, so which which locations uh, do you like to shoot in or at or on? Um, so I know I know with you I've shot um, actually where that Puma Slade um, picture was taken on the railroad. I know I shot there with you, which is 
kind of near Carpinteria, California. I've shot a ton with you in Santa Barbara area, uh, Vegas, and a bit in L.A. But, like, what is your, like, all-time favorite location for shooting? A beach? Um, I would, uh, yeah, I would say on the beach, gen- generally speaking, though, um, you know, hotel room is, a nice exotic hotel room is pretty good because you can control the light and, it, it, you know, you can use the bathtub and, there's a lot of stuff there. I've, um, you know, lucked out a couple of times with a suite with a nice big bathtub, and that's always fun to shoot in. Shooting in a plane studio is pretty boring. Um, and location shoots, other than the beach, you know, the trouble is you got to be so careful. You know, you can't really shoot somebody naked very easily because you get chased off or caught by the police, or you've got to have a permit and you know, stupid things like that. It's much more difficult to shoot nowadays than it used to um, be because people are so uptight about photographers. So shooting on a nice secluded beach where you can be naked without having to worry about anybody um, is fun. I do remember once I was shooting a girl naked on the beach in, well, actually it was in Carpinteria, and uh, this was about 20 years ago, I was shooting her, and she was jumping around in the waves, uh, totally naked and so on, and I was taking pictures of her, and then we finished the shoot, and she said, by the way, did you know that we had four cops watching us from the cliff above? (laughs) No, you're kidding me. She said, why didn't you tell me? She said, well, I didn't want to, because you'd probably be put off by it. And I said, well, that's true. And I guess one cop uh, appeared, looked over, saw what was going on, and called another cop over, and then obviously they got on the radio and called another cop car down, and the four of them watched for a while. Unfortunately, uh, I was wasn't aware of it, but she enjoyed it. Was it was just an inspection. It was just an inspection. They didn't do anything about it, so that was all right. Well, there um, you go. Well, I know I know. once we shot, uh, what was it, La Costa, in, in uh, La Costa, California. On the, it's like on the way to San Diego. I believe it's officially... I believe it's in San Diego County, if not just outside of it. But that place is amazing. Like that, that hotel is like right. Fantasyland. It looks like some Italian like villa. Like beautiful. I don't know. Did you like? Did you like shooting there? Do you remember? It's me oh, and, yeah. and another yeah, another no, sexy model. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, there was that other, mo- other. Mo- well, it's your friend of yours, isn't it? I can't remember. Yes, yeah, uh, yeah, she is. Well, I don't know if she wants to give her name, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep that out of it. She's gorgeous, beautiful, right. beautiful girl, and that was a lot of fun. I've actually been, I think I've been to La Costa maybe three or four times in total, um, and that's just fantastic. I don't know, but um, let's see. Let me go ahead and play. Either hmm, one of my erotic stories or a song. Let's see. Where is my list? Mm. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. How about I do. You know, I'm going to do a song and then I'm going to pick out uh, some sexy erotica and I'll be right back with you once again. Um, but let me go ahead and play, hmm. I'll play Tell Me Again by Collabo, and here we go. 
emptied my pen. Yes, yes. Awesome. Okay, so I had an idea. So I Uh-oh. read. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. All right. So I read um uh the desire to paint by Baudelaire earlier, and um now I found uh, a lovely sonnet uh, by the Bard, uh, Sir Shakespeare himself. Um, so I can read that. What, how do you think that sounds? Is that cool? Is that yeah. fun? Is that cool? <laughs> nice. You mean I okay. have to listen or I have to comment or I have to read with you? Oh, do you know it by heart? It's Sonnet 43. No, I don't. Yeah, okay. Well. Yeah, I hate Shakespeare when I was at school. <laughs> I I like him. I don't know. I, okay. Well, yes, then you can just listen. <laughs> Okay, it's I'm not very long. I'll listen. Oh, oh. oh. <laughs> Alrighty, I'll go ahead and do it. It's um, Sonnet 43. Alrighty, I'll start now. When most I wink, then do mine eyes best see. For all the day, they do things unrespected. But when I sleep and dream, they look on me and darkly bright, are bright and dark directed. Then thou, whose shadow, shadows, dost make bright, how would thy shadows form happy show? <laughs> to the clear day, with thy much clearer light, when to unseeing eyes thy shade shines so. How would, I say, mine eyes be blessed made by looking on thee in the living day, when in dead night thy fair and perfect shade through heavy sleep on sightless eyes doth stay. All days are nights to see till I see thee, and nights bright days when dreams do show thee me. <laughs> that was Sonnet 43 by the Bard Shakespeare. The end. <laughs> okay, your cat doesn't have to have your tongue anymore. <laughs> my tongue's cheek. in my cheek. Ouch. Oh, ow. That sounds painful. <laughs> mhm. So voila, there you go. That's decent. Your tongue's <laughs> dead silence. I get silent. This is the first time I've ever gotten dead silence. What the heck, man? I'm all embarrassed and, like, flushed. <laughs> I can always visualize it. What happened? I can visualize you blushing. Oh, which cheeks? Which cheeks are... <laughs> are you visualizing? <laughs> anyway. You want me to visualize? I'm putting you to sleep, aren't I? Am I not? No. No. I love that uh, voice. Whose voice? voice right a here. voice of a ghost? I'm not even here. <laughs> Why not? Oh, okay. Uh, this is a recording. Oh, yeah, perfectly timed recording. So wait, so you mean I had you speechless? Is that what? Is that what you intended? Well, yeah, just imagine, imagining you. Okay. Talk, uh, reading the bard. I mean, you know, it's just very sexy. 
<laughs> well, that's hot to hear you say that's hot. Uh, yes. Anyways, moving along. So, um, what do you miss most about uh, the UK or uh, life in Europe in general, if anything? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it's uh, that's difficult. I miss little things here and there. Um, I, I guess it's partly just conversations with people. Going to the pub, you know, as a as a social thing. I mean, I didn't go to the pub every evening, but it was nice to go once twice a week. But you know, bars here are not the social thing that they are in England and Europe. Um, I don't miss the weather. I love California weather. That was the main reason why I moved here. Oh, yeah, yes. Yeah. The weather's kind of tragic over there sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I guess they're having a heat wave in England right now. It's actually warmer there than it is here. Well, last you know, year. when I when I was there for a few days uh, last year after um, the European summit in Prague, it was actually unseasonably warm there um, back then because it was actually, what was it, September, late September, um, and it was very, very, very sunny, um, which I don't think is always the case in September in England. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, let's see. And what what do you like? What do you like most and what do you hate most about California life? Well, I mean, that, that means I said poor the weather. The weather is a nice thing. The um, scenery is great, California. The lifestyle here is, well, it's pretty, I mean, it's good. Yeah, of course the lifestyle here is good. Um, my family is here, so, you know, that's that's important. What do I mm. like least about it? Well, I mean, you can say silly things like the traffic on the freeway, but the traffic on the freeway here is better than the traffic on the auto routes in uh, France or Germany or England. So <laughs> can't, can't complain about that, really. Arguably, yeah. arguably, you know that. so... Well, I remember, um, uh, oh, goodness, what was it? Um, along the Champs-Élysées at the very little roundabout um, near Etoile, it was kind of a nightmare. There's not even really lanes, or if there are, they're not clearly marked as such. Like, it's just, that's kind of ridiculous, and driving in Paris is pointless. But I've actually, you know, driven to different, uh, different, uh, cities throughout France during like college and grad school and stuff, and like it's once you get on the freeway, freeway, it's not so bad. Uh, Germany it was a whole other thing. So I was actually in a smart car, um, like before they were ever introduced in America, and we we're on the autobahn. And <laughs> I I liked it, but my boyfriend's parents were like, you know, full of fright. But there were about five of us crammed in a car, so you know, <laughs> a little tiny smart car going. Who knows how fast, uh, how many kilometers per hour, whatever. But you know, I I'm not terribly familiar with England's traffic, only because I usually just uh, was in a taxi for the most part, and I do not ever want to drive in in England because being on the whole opposite side. In the car, that's just like that just throws my entire sense of direction 
completely <laughs> off. I nearly like hit, got hit by cars like every day when I was out there, and just like it's all look left, right, left, and I look and I'm going, and then a car just boom like out of nowhere, like okay. So I tended to stay like around Piccadilly Circus or you know somewhere where there are tons of people, and I would just cross when they crossed. <laughs> Because I would just get, like, you know, cars blaring and honking at me and cursing me out <laughs> when I'd venture well, out. Well, yeah, you, you, yes, you, American tourists in England are notorious for not looking we the right out. way and getting confused by the traffic. <laughs> but talking to Champs-Élysées in, uh, in uh, Paris, that's one of my favorite uh, roundabouts. In fact, when I went there with my uh, kids mm. the first time, Oh, I don't know, oh. some years ago. They said, oh, you had to go around again. So I went around twice. And, uh, yeah, you get pedestrians and cops walking across the street, and they just continue walking, and all the cars miss them. It's quite amazing. And you had fun doing that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you just go for it. You, the whole thing is to not slow down. And don't I'd rather be the, the so one, like, weaving through hit. traffic. I'd rather be the pedestrian weaving through traffic than actually, you know, behind the wheel, like, with pedestrians at my mercy on that roundabout. That is just, uh, just asking for trouble. Like, I remember, okay, I was there for, I was at there for grad school, and I remember watching the World Cup uh, while I was finishing my thesis, and then I wanted to go celebrate on the other side of town. I was living on the right bank, like, about a block and a half from the Champs-Élysées, and I was like, oh, I'll just take a taxi um, because, you know, everything's going to be crowded with the metro, and, like, all the cars celebrating because France had just, uh, you know, won against uh, Brazil, I believe. Um, and uh, what do you call it? It just took forever, especially around the roundabout, and then all the way, the entire way to, um, what was it, uh, Alesia, that area, um, because everybody was outside of their cars on top, like, screaming and yelling, taking their shirts off, getting naked, <laughs> just, like, all all a flurry over <laughs> the wind. So, yeah, sports festivals or any of these kind of things, I'm just going to stay inside. <laughs> <laughs> that was about, like, a, an yeah. 80-euro taxi. <laughs> but yeah, the Europeans do get more crazy about... Uh, well, I suppose the city. They like their soccer. And you? Are you a big soccer fan? You like, uh, no, that's how far does you, England usually coming. get? What? <laughs> 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 well, England just won, uh, Chelsea just won uh, an important game against Germany last week, which is, I guess is, is a pretty big so? surprise for everybody. Um, no, England, England won the World Cup uh, back in 1966. I think oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, well, it's a long time for you, but in the big scheme of things, that's not that long ago. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, that 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 means I too can also win the World Cup. <laughs> I mean, all I mean, all the time in the world. No, I'm kidding. Right. I'm just I'm I'm being mean. I actually like England quite a bit. Um, although, yes, I do fear for my life crossing the street there. <laughs> But, well, you, um, you you need to just go to one-way streets, and then you don't have to worry about it. I don't even want to find out where those are. I'll just I'll just stay in the in the major areas, like before. I'll I'll be um, lost in the crowd. How about that? 
But, okay, so um, well, let's see. So for any listeners out there who are models and things like that, why don't you tell them, um, I guess, some of your recommended uh, sites where you, um, um, I don't know, uh, contact models for photo shoots or things of this sort, uh, like, I don't know, One Model Place, et cetera. Which are your go-to sites when you're looking for models to shoot? Oh, well, yeah, Model, model Mayhem is my uh, favorite. And that's, um, you know, it's for, well, actually, I guess it's mainly for photographers to find models, but I guess anybody else can go and look at the models and their portfolios. Mm -hmm. Then, you know, One Model Place is quite good. I tend to like Model Mayhem best. And then there's um, there's several others, but those are the main ones. And then I keep track of a lot of models through uh, Facebook. You know, I'm friends with a lot of models on uh, Facebook. And sometimes you meet other models through those models, which is yes. quite good. And uh, but Model Mayhem is the one. In fact, I checked it just uh, yesterday to see the latest models have signed up in, you know, in Santa Barbara area. And there were a couple there. In fact, I should go on right now and check and see if they friended me. <laughs> I asked them uh, to, you know, I sent a link to them, but you don't get a notification back from Model Mayhem if they've actually accepted you as a friend. Oh, okay. And how about um, any, like, model tips um, as far as posing? Anything to throw out there for beginning models of how to help ensure that their photos look their best? Because I, a photographer can only do so much, um, but there are ways that models can you know, put themselves in their best light. Do you have any tips on that? Any sort of direction you're constantly giving new models that you want to put out there? The most important thing is to be enthusiastic. Attitude. Yeah. Enjoy it. Be happy. Relax. Um, relaxing is sometimes a bit difficult for your new model and just trying out, but that's where the photographer can uh, put you at ease. And I think the first time I met you, I put you at ease and you were relaxed, didn't I? Must have done. Otherwise, you wouldn't have wanted me to photograph you again. Well, sure. So but how did you do that? <laughs> what what was nice your magic? You. What magic did you work? You, 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 have to, you, you really have to flirt a little bit with the model. And if somebody from outside is watching in, they're going to think it is flirting, which is why sometimes when models want a boyfriend to be there or a husband can be a little bit intimidating because they'll see it as a flirting. And, um, you know, but uh, an experienced model who has a boyfriend or, or husband who understands it, it isn't a problem. But you've got, to, you've got to be, you know, you've got to encourage the model, say she looks beautiful. And I always tend to not worry about an actual pose. And if a pose isn't looking too good, I won't say that doesn't look good. I'll just you know, move on to the next pose, and, uh, you know, uh, most most models, in fact, most girls who want to be models seem to get into the mode, and, you know, they, well, it's like you, Sandra, you have a, you're a bit of a ham, you like showing up <laughs> and posing, <laughs> and that's the, that's the key, key part of it. Oh, oh. 
I'm a hero. But I mean, you 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 will know that um, <laughs> chemistry between the model and the photographer is important, isn't it? You don't if you're not I, you don't yes. feel happy around the photography. You're not going to get good photographs. I agree. Yes, definitely. <laughs> and that's you know that's something you can't control. But some photographers, I mean, I've I've been very lucky because I I met a model several years ago, a black model, who was introduced to her by another photographer, and uh, she'd been doing a shoot with him, and I went to meet her with with the photographer, and so she so she met me and then said, yeah, I'll do a shoot with you, and so we did a shoot a couple of weeks later and photographed her naked on the beach, and I said, oh, I thought you didn't do nude modeling. She said, oh, I don't mind doing it with you. I feel confident with you and happy with you. You're, you know, you're not scary or anything. And then when the other photographer found out that I photographed her naked, she, he was quite upset. He said, well, she wouldn't be <laughs> naked for me. And that was because she didn't feel happy around him. She didn't feel confident or, I won't say safe, he wasn't unsafe, but she just didn't feel right taking her clothes off with him where well, she did with me. Right. I, I would definitely, definitely agree that um, basically the level of comfort that a model feels will determine... Uh, how well, how willing she is to go beyond, uh, uh, you know, just being a standard, you know, doing standard poses or doing what she thinks the photographer is looking for. And um, once that, once the comfort level has been established, you know, models more likely to go beyond the scope of what they think is required, and they just sort of make it up as they go along. And some of those are like often the best photos once that threshold has been reached and surpassed and all that. And I would say that you are definitely, uh, well, yes, definitely um, one of the photographers uh, that I've known for forever who instantly makes me feel um, at ease, confident, um, willing to sort of experiment with different styles and kind of let go. And so, oh, yeah. I suppose I would totally agree. (laughs) (laughs) Nice to hear. Mm. So, uh, yeah. Well, that's why I like working with you. And, you know, I I love working with, um, you know, doing shoots again with the same model because, again, you get a comfort level and, you know, you both, you feel both feel happy with each other, and so you know some some models. I mean, your one Sandra is another model in Las Vegas who I've shot with now for all oh, twelve years. Would you believe? Yeah, twelve oh, years wow. photographing Terza, and um, you know so that's that's always nice as well. Just to do another shoot and experiment and do different types of stuff at different times rather than it just being a one-off shoot. Right. And sometimes, you know, with, well, I've worked with, you know, some highly paid models at times, and they're kind of boring because they're in their their routine, and it's just a job for them almost. And yes, they're good, and they're gorgeous looking and so on, but there's no real fun involved because they're just doing a job for a couple of hours, and they get paid, and that's it. Um, And, you know, that's, that's a shame sometimes be nice to build well, up. Well, who who is the most who is actually who actually um uh was the the contrast I guess of that as far as 
like the mega mega models that are just you know I don't get out of bed for less than X Y Z per day. Like, is there any model in particular who's actually really awesome? Like, who was fun and cool? Who, you know, is is still in that that caliber of what you would think is the cold, cool model? Well, yeah. Name and specifically that you're like, she's awesome through and through, no matter what. (laughs) Well, yeah, that would be the. Um, model Debbie Zulu, who was Penthouse Pet of the Year runner-up way, way back in 1977. Uh-huh. And I met her, not as a model, but I met her through a friend of mine. And I met her as a as a, a person, not as a model to shoot. And then right. about six years later, I asked her if she'd do a shoot with me. And she said, well, I you know, charge $1,000 a day. And I couldn't afford that. And I said, well, you know, I just want one particular picture and uh, it was a wet look, you know, wet T-shirt. And so she said, well, how long would it take to shoot? And I said, well, if we can shoot it at a swimming pool at your house, I could do it in 20 minutes. So I said, okay, I'll do it for $100. So I photographed her and got the photograph and gave her $100. And she was on my calendar. And then the next year she said, I'd like to be on your calendar again. And I said, well, I can't really afford you again. She said, oh, I'll do a free shoot with you. So we went down to the beach, yeah. I went down to the beach in Orange County and photographed her for a couple of hours. And she said it was the most fun shoot she'd ever had because there was no art director there. There was no money changing hands. There was no uh, assistance, nobody else, just the photographer, me, the photographer, and herself. And then I did another four or five shoots with her after that. And I'm still in contact with her now, in fact hate to say it, she must be in her mid-50s now, and she wants to do another shoot with me again sometime. Awesome. That's, you know, really, well, really good compliment. A, a big, a big shout-out to Debbie Zulu, then. Somebody yeah. thinks you're awesome. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> All righty. Well, I think we've gone a little bit over for tonight's show, but no worries. I've had a great time talking with you this evening. Uh, Sir John Reddy, for listeners listening in, you can check out more about uh, Sir John Reddy on his website, johnreddy.com, spelled J-O-H-N-R-E-T-T-I-E.com, and um, glamourphotos.com. And so as we come to the end of the evening for Memorial Day, Weekend, I thank you again uh, profusely <laughs> for joining me this evening. I hope to have you on the show again, and I hope everyone's having a wonderful night, and we'll continue to do so tomorrow. Hopefully most people have a day off for Monday. Um, and I will be right back next week, next Sunday, uh, same time, 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And... Yes, I believe that is about all I have to say this evening. But um, yes, yes. Thank you for having me on. It's been fun. You're very welcome. Alrighty. Well, this concludes tonight's show. Happy Memorial Day weekend. (laughs) This is Playtime with Sandra Radio. Good night. Hello, all you sexy Naked Girls Radio listeners. Have yourself a naked day and make it a naughty night with me, Sandra London, on Playtime with Sandra every Sunday night 
8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 10 p.m. Central, 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time.